The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too change places with anyone tonight oh man i can feel it we'll carve pumpkin faces and watch the witches fly you know until you hit the second part of that verse it's very confusing yeah every human heart okay will shudder mm-hmm. still could be tim curry talking about every fucking. soul will shake with fear <laughs> Less about fucking, but tonight, the creepiest, tonight, the scariest, tonight, the most wonderful night. Oh, yeah, buttery. Oh. Oh, ah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. I have goose flesh and I'm also rock hard all over. Yeah. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat. There's a surprising, you're doing a surprising amount. Maybe a toad in your bass guitar. Oh, your sister could turn into a bat. That's the end of fair use. Christmas time. Can we talk about how that escalates? Summertime brings the sun. Okay. But on Halloween, your blood begins to run. Oh. Something spooky going down now. Anything Who owns the rights to this? On Halloween. We owe them a tremendous it's amount of money now. better than a video. Is this fair use? No, not Gremlin's at all. Gremlin's going to mess up every cassette from London to Idaho. April 1st can be fun. New Year's Eve is a ball, but on Halloween, your flesh begins to crawl. Oh, I'm losing control now. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your toenails go wrong and your hair turns green. What? Your teacher could become a sardine. What? Your dentist could turn into a queen. Anybody seen my tambourine? I might start playing, begin the begin. The craziest night you've ever seen. This hairy, scary, creepy, crawly Halloween. So that was, uh... That was from The Worst Witch, the 1986 version, not the new one. And that was produced by HBO. So this might be the last episode of My Brother, My Brother. I mean, I think they probably fight for the protection of their properties. That I'm was pretty sure that's fair use. I don't think singing the entire song. Somebody could just cut that and put it up on Spotify, and then we'd get all of Tim Curry's money on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So do you want to introduce the show, or do you think that that pretty much summed it up? I'm Justin McElroy, the Uh, best witch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm Travis McElroy. I'm okay. I do okay Uh, as far as witching goes. I'm neither top nor bottom. Um, I would say I am a mediocre witch. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm a sandwich. (laughs) Sandwich. I get it. So very good, Griffin. Jesus, Juice. That was. I didn't think you would really do the whole, the whole track. Once I get started, yeah. I can't stop. It's so good. And now your yeah. voice is sort of extra gravelly. It's been touched by Tim. J- yeah, Justin's going to be in that deep register, touched by Tim the whole recording. Need a little bit of this Taco Bell diet Pepsi. Mmm. Live Moss. So this is an advice show for the modern era. I don't know why I'm the one that has to say this stuff where we take your questions and turn them alchemy-like into Free wisdom. Prayer. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is our extra special spooky Halloween. Crawly. Crawly okay. episode. Most crawly. Right, all Hallow's Eve, our Samhain, our Dia de los Muertos episode. Sure. Our... Sure. Other, oh, there's got to be more trick or treat. What? That's not a real. Uh, robbers, Robbers Day is uh, celebrated in some places. So <laughs> All Saints ma- Day, All Saints Day, no. and um, it's not Candle Nights yet, though. It's coming around the corner, though. I feel yeah. unless it is Candle Nights for you, it might uh, be. Well, that's true. Right now, it's just Pumpkin Days, Pumpkin Pum- Days, and Scarecrow Nights. You know what I mean? D A Z E. That is me. <laughs> I am in a pumpkin day. In a pumpkin days, because everything's got that pumpkin spice in it. Am I right? The other day, I had pumpkin spice flavored gas in my car. <laughs> oh. So what? It sounds like, and let's be careful here, because Travis might be on the verge of establishing some permanent bam lore. But it sounds like you want to add to the agenda pumpkin days, D A Z E, all one word. And this is a precursor to candle nights. Uh huh. That can last in any amount of time. When no, it's this over, actually this has a finite beginning. The beginning of Pumpkin Days is when Starbucks brings back the pumpkin spice latte. I don't like giving yeah. them that amount of control. That feels awful commercial. No, but to me, I know. But listen, we're at a point now. We've sold out. I want to talk about something not other than pumpkins. Well, pumpkins, not pumpkin flavor. I think pumpkin flavor we've covered pretty as a people we've all talked about how we feel about pumpkin flavor and it's very uh, fun the reason we keep talking about it is it's very funny so to make funny. a joke about this um this hot sweet beverage i want to talk about pumpkins okay, okay. yeah yeah okay so i drove what around, even are I, they big potatoes no one's quite I, sure drove around my neighborhood and while some people have halloween decorations which is terrifically spooky there's a lot of people who have just put a pumpkin on their porch and i think that that's great and festive but i do have to think about this it's every pumpkin's first halloween that must be so confusing so you sit sort of at a patch with all your buds and then someone brings you home and just puts you on their porch and they're like well that'll do and then they walk away like as a pumpkin what are you expected to do like it must be very confusing like what is your what is your role if you're a a, a pumpkin in that scenario mm, this is so feeling I, a lot like a new pixar dreamworks film but maybe an extremely bad one so maybe it's actually just a re- weird secular episode of veggie tales so justin yeah, if I can make sure I get this straight, you're worried about the pumpkins' experience in all this. 
how is the pumpkin experiencing Halloween? I don't want to personify and, it too much because obviously things get a little rougher for yeah, the pumpkin mm-hmm. before they get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by which they never get better because they don't get put back in the patch. I think if you if you do get the, the jack-o'-lantern treatment, at least you know where you stand with your owners. At least you know it's a contentious relationship and nothing is expected of you. Yeah, now, Justin's saying this relationship is you were in a field and now you s- sit in front of my house and you're just going <laughs> to chill there until neighborhood toughs come and smart <laughs> right. you. Right, if it's a jack-o'-lantern, the pumpkin's like, oh, I get it, I'm being murdered. Yeah, <laughs> I and what do you think uh, I, pumpkin- I'm performance art, I get it. And why do you think the pumpkin thinks when they cook them into a pie and sees other like um, food getting cooked and the food's like, oh no, I'm getting cooked. Like the funny cartoon sort of uh, sex romp that the super bad guy made. I just think it's confusing. I think that pumpkins are confused. I mean, like the trees, at least you're a tree. Like you just have to tree and they put pretty stuff on you. I get that. I get that, but I think for you a mean pumpkin, Christmas it's like tree? you mean Christmas tree makes sense. We get it. Christmas tree makes sense. I get it. You're decorating a tree. I get it. But the pumpkins are just like your food. But I'm going to keep you out here if that's okay. And what do the rabbits think on Easter when I bring them into my house and I put the little Easter hats on them? Yeah. for the holiday, and I put an egg up inside them. Yeah. What about the Arbor Day celery? You know what I mean? Like that's got to be confusing for the celery. Bunnies don't even lay eggs. You ever think about that? That's why. I, that's why I have to put one. In, in there. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Why the fuck do you think we're coloring all these eggs for, Trav? Just to have a bunch of loose eggs all over the place? No, it's to finish the illusion. It's to complete well, the complete the right, art. Griffin. Complete the. I act. guess I got egg on my face. We got to tell a joke at some point. We're like ten minutes in. At one of these I points, know. we got. So far, all we've done is sing a Tim Curry song and then done about a bunch of. We've just said a lot of sentences, but they haven't had its sort of traditional joke construction. I feel like if more people uh, around the podcast had leaned in with my great pumpkin material, that it would have caught fire. I was just sort of scattering tinder on the ground, mm-hmm. hoping that someone would come along and light it into a comforting comedy blaze. So should we do a question? Yeah, it seems, I mean, that might work. Uh, I, I do want to say, so I, I was putting questions together for this episode. We did not announce, like, we're going to do a Halloween special. But y'all just sent in some some questions intentionally Halloween spooky, but some questions that were just naturally spooky, and it makes me wonder if maybe the world is just scary all the time, and it yeah. takes Halloween to yeah, notice. Weird. Yeah. yeah, weird. You just took just notice now. Okay, uh, here's the first question. Earlier, I was speaking to my brother, and he stopped in the middle of the conversation, <laughs> stared me dead in the eyes, and ripped out the pockets of his jeans. I've never been more terrified by a human's raw power. The strength of not only him ripping the fabric out of his pants as he was still wearing them, but also these are his favorite pants and he still wears them. Should I confront him or immediately go and search for a priest? That's from thank you for your time. But I fear by the time you see this, he will have come from my own pockets. Gmail. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is certainly startling. I don't know if this is Halloween spooky. I don't think your brother is the pocket, the pocket man. And there this they go. This does make me think. You know, you know, it's easy for us when we watch a horror movie and you see someone acting strangely in the movie, and you, the observer, are like, 
this per why doesn't this person realize that something's off with the clearly something's off but then you see this story and it's like you know what maybe they're just like well that's my weird brother who rips the pockets out of his jeans and he's like mm -hmm. no he was possessed he was possessed why didn't you see like anyone watching the movie of question Aster's life was like get out of the house what i think happened here is cuz really there's no reason to rip pockets off of your jeans, no. I am convinced that the only reason we are all wearing pants is because of the pockets so we can have a place to carry our yo-yos in. Um, but I think maybe the the pockets were maybe loose already, and as a fun stunt or a sort of superiority play, your brother just yanked, Weird Al Yankovic, those bad boys right off the pants. I am more impressed. I am, well, okay, let's take a quick poll. What's more impressive, the raw power of rending the pockets from the jeans or the sort of like, devil may care throw caution to the wind nihilism it's all very of cool. of saying i don't need pockets because i justin mcelroy i need pockets desperately oh yes, yes. like i think non-pockets would be insta trash for my jeans if they didn't have pockets. human beings need pockets so badly we invented fanny packs yeah like we had to get additional pockets to strap onto our pants Nobody looks at a cargo pant and says, that will make people very attracted to me. They think, I have a, a full-size original Game Boy, and damn it, I've, oops, I have four of them, and now I have a home for all of them, and this is great. <laughs> I'm just imagining, if you imagine it from this person's perspective, yeah. it would be pretty terrifying. Yeah, especially like, if what? there was some kind of noise associated with the tear, like just a, as <laughs> he did it and like whoa and then he dropped right back to so anyways yeah gardens of galaxy 2 i really liked it it's like no what just happened we gotta we gotta it's gotta be the rear i'm looking at my own pants now and i would encourage everybody at home to think of this your own self i can't really tear the front pockets out of my pants because they are part of it it's not like i have a pocket on top of it like i do the back the back pockets are just like a flap that's buttoned up over mm. the je the butt of right. the jeans fabric. That is not true for the front pocket. So this had to be a rear pocket situation, which I think only makes this more confusing oh, for me. See, I was picturing like the fabric sleeve, the fabric mitten. The fabric sleeve is what they removed, yeah, for sure. The pocket remained, the outside uh, but if you're, you're taking like the inner guts of the pocket out, maybe this person to do is a planning... Jerk off, a secret jerk off. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, Griffin, but... Sure. Your brother's but, nasty. Why would he do this before you? Because now it's going to be like, uh-oh, someone's doing a secret jerk-off. We need clues, Mind Hunter. Oh, I know. I think I know the culprit. He did it, it fucking right in front of me, ripped him right out. I think it would be, maybe he would, maybe he's like kind of a Gallagher sort of person or a carrot top, and he's got a bit where he's like, I'm trying to find my keys. And if he did this, he could just keep reaching deeper and deeper <laughs> into the pockets. It would that's be pretty solid. good if he's like, no, that's not there. Nope, nope, that's not them. No, that's my knee. Huh, weird. I'm, and then eventually he would probably fall over. I'm trying or to imagine maybe he put what really, is. He put like really deep pockets. You're like, oh, okay, you ripped the pocket out. But then from his knee, he pulls out the keys. And I'm it's all that. like, oh. holy shit. He has the world's deepest pocket. Maybe he's like installing, met oh, okay, jeans makers. As far as your arm goes down, that's how long pockets should be from that should, now oh, on. Man, I love that. I could get so many runts in there. I'm going to do a little experiment like we're on a, a Bill Nye show, 
and I'm gonna try to tear the, the fucking fabric out of my pants pocket yeah, right I'll now. Try, I'll try on mine hair. too. I'm wearing These pajama are, pants. So. I, I love the pants I'm wearing. They're some of my favorite brown pants from the Gap. But I'll still try it. So, Juice, you wanna go at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Trav, count it down. Three, two, one, rip. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm getting some. No. I'm getting some traction. Shh, listen, listen. Okay. Ugh. I'm definitely getting some tear. <laughs> Come and stop. Think about it. It's not worth it. Shut up. Oh, I'm doing it. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. You now. wait. Like you it. can't start and then you not finish. You're, you're you're not like, guys, ripping. I really love these pants. They make my butt look like just two hams. <laughs> but you're already okay. This is another great move. Now oh, take wait. those. Take those to a tailor or a dry cleaner and be like, yeah, pocket mishap. Oh, bummer. <laughs> It wasn't the pocket that was tearing. It was the seam on the side of my pants. Okay, let's talk about my current look. Because now it's not like a cool sort of skinned knee look, you know, like an acid wash cool look. It's like um, maybe six inches from the belt down on the right seam of my pants. There's a considerable hole that one might be able to slot a jawbreaker into. And I don't, I'll never be able to explain to anyone why they are that way. Can you text, can you text a picture? Yeah, I'll text you a picture right now. Oh, no, I don't have my phone. It's charging in the other room. But do you not trust me that... No, I do. No, I heard it. I heard it. Shit, guys, I really like these pants. Fuck. All right, well, how about a Yahoo? Fuck, I'm gonna be sad. Why did I do that? I hate peer pressure. (laughs) We didn't make you do it. (laughs) No peer pressure. Run back the tape. You brought it up. (laughs) I think this is cyberbullying because we're on a Skype call. Um, (laughs) Here's a Yahoo that was sent in by the delivery man, Seth Carlson. Thank you, Seth. Shit, man. Thank you, Seth. It's Yahoo Answers user Anonymous. Jim Curry asks, I have to convenience... Jesus. I have to convenience my friends on social media that I have kidney stone? It's not for attention. Actually, I failed my exam, and I have to prepare for it, and I feel ashamed. So I want to give them an excuse why I'm not going to spend the weekend with them. Help? This isn't, it's, I think Kidney Stones, personally speaking, is not a rich comedy vein. Because I had one once that they had to surgically remove it. I think they put, um, you know, little, um, uh, little Dennis Quaid in a machine inside my penis to go up in there and sort of laser blast it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it sucked a lot. So it's not, I'm not necessarily thinking it's the funniest. But I do think that somebody trying to sell a fake kidney stone vis-a-vis 140 or perhaps even 280 character tweets is good to me. So, so <clears throat> can you sort of describe what the experience of having a kidney stone was like, Griffin? Yeah, sure. Um, you know how some My body's a temple, and I don't allow that sort of thing. Your body is a fucking bean hole. It's a hole that you pour beans into for to in order for you to just continue to function. Um, okay. Well, isn't all that right. true of all of us, though? We're all just bean holes, and if you really think about it, um, and what it was like. Okay, you know how sometimes you pee and it's yellow. Uh huh. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Not this time around. You know, sometimes you pee and it doesn't feel like you've just been gored by a big, big bull or uh-huh. hit by a hit by a regular sized train. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't have to be the case all the time. I think maybe we could pull this off with a vine. We have to bring vine back in a six second video of you uh, like 
uh, you know, doing a vape trick or, you know, bottle water bottle challenge, and you do the water bottle challenge, and you get it, and you're like, ha hell yeah, oh! and you fall over. <laughs> and then the caption of the vine, it's like, lol, in the hospital now, had a kidney stone attack. Uh, but did you see that? Did you see that flip though? Hashtag dab. So what color was the pee? The bad color, Justin. Let's not. People listen to this podcast for pleasure. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to figure out if we could sort of replicate that with food coloring of some some well, sort. No, you could be- text to your friends like, "Guys, I'm freaking out." You don't go for kidney stone. You. Enlist your friends in the diagnosis of it. So when you do oh. arrive at Kidney Stone, okay. it's a win for everybody. Do you understand? I do so, like this. Uh, it's like hashtag uh, lol. Anybody see um, Riverdale last night? So weird. Also, I have uh, cloudy or foul smelling urine and persistent need to urinate and nausea <laughs> and vomiting. <laughs> lol. Hashtag Jughead. What a clown. <laughs> I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Mayo Clinic page for this now, and it's like, ha ha. Uh, did anybody hear anybody got extra tickets to the weekend concert? Very excited for it. Also, I'm experiencing who's, who's playing. Pa- uh, week the weekend, but without the second E or the third E. And also, I'm experiencing pain so severe that I can't sit still or find a comfortable position. Uh, hashtag hit me back. I'm available. <laughs> I did uh, standing standing tickets are fine. Does anybody know how cushy the seats are at the weekend concert? That and I maybe, <laughs> maybe you go even further back, and it's not just you talking about the symptoms, but you set it up for a while in advance, and it's like, ha anybody get anybody get to um, steak and shake after the game on Friday? I'm real excited. I've been really enjoying my high calcium uh, oxalate <laughs> diet. Um, and uh, also, I have a family or personal history of kidney stones, which, lol, I hear is sort of a genetic risk factor. <laughs> lol. Lol. Never been a problem for me, though. Lol, I sure have Hashtag been. Hashtag blessed. Lol, sure am dehydrated, not drinking enough. I wonder if that's a risk factor for any sort of um, sort of ma- uh, condition. Lol. Lol. Then you loop your friends in like they're like little houses. And you get you start, you say like, I don't know, maybe I've left some clues somewhere. In my timeline, where you could oh, help, yeah. help me you could have, it together. You could have saved me. You had all the clues. Lowell. <laughs> Lowell. 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 <laughs> that especially works if he has a friend named Lowell. You could have saved me, Lowell. Lowell, have I mentioned I've always had gout and <laughs> just cannot get enough of all this high-sodium, high-oxalate diet just really getting going for it? Also, I did great on the exam. Don't even. Also, ask. I did very good at the exam, and um, I and I was eating really salty pretzels while I took the test, and they gave me energy to get a hundred and one percent. Now I'm the teacher. Kidney stones are intensely, intensely personal. Maybe you could just have gout. Yeah, just have gout. Gout's a way better way to go. You tell like a tenth grader you got gout. They're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Tell them you got the consumption. <laughs> I'm a loner. And you have to move to uh, an arid climate. <laughs> I know we were going to play Mario Odyssey all weekend, but uh, yeah, i am got TB. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Got to move to the desert. Y'all, I'm thinking about it. Diz Quaid never did come out. <laughs> he's in the, He's in my He's in my wormy somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Exploring. <laughs> Meditating. Meditating. He loves, he's very peaceful. Dennis, please don't, 
please don't grow back. Please don't grow back inside of there, bud. Oh, shoot, bud. Oh, <laughs> no. You'd make my... Don't, bud. Come on. Don't make my business explode. So on Thursday, I went to a Halloween party being hosted by a club at my college in full Druid costume. Very cool mask. The works. About 45 minutes in, I was informed by a sheepish gentleman it was, in fact, a club-only party, not one hosted by the club, and I had drastically misunderstood the situation. Thank God I had not eaten any of their food yet, and I made a rapid escape, absolutely mortified. Wow. Well, hold on. I need just like one. There's second. a lot that of that is like yeah. I'm a, I'm a... so brittle. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that's from my question is how do I retrieve my skeleton from when it jetpacked directly into the sun and recover? And that's from question the worst social anxiety situation ever. Question mark. No exclamation point, friend. That's the definitely one of the worst things I've ever. There couldn't be. <laughs> A worse, <laughs> unless they were like, unless the, the only way this could have gone worse is if they'd been like, um, excuse me, it's uh, and you're like, oh, sorry, club only party. They're like, uh, funeral actually is what you've arrived at as a funeral, and it's a club like only the, funeral. It's a club, also, it's a club only funeral, and you're, and you're not welcome. That's the like, thing. Every, every place I go, I'm waiting. My fear is I'm waiting in fear for someone to walk up and say, you're not supposed to be here. Oh, I can't, I cannot tell you how far this would set me back as a person. Yeah. It's like ever. it's been such small increments in not getting told that I don't belong at any one, one, like, I, I cannot think of a situation that line would not work on me. Especially if I was in costume. That's the thing. Like, you're not supposed to be here. And also, you clearly spent a lot of time putting that costume together. And you're also not supposed to be here. Like, okay, bye. I'm a hermit now. I... If we were doing a live show and my face was on the marquee of the venue and someone was like, uh, actually, you're not supposed to be here. I would like immediately leave and just assume you guys hired Dustin Diamond or something like. Yeah, I, Juice. That's who we. Yeah, Juice. Yeah, Juice. Good pool. That's good who pool. Go Travis, uh, luckily, even though it was a bad pull, you said pool. I did. And so we can all focus on that. Yeah, yeah thank said, goodness. Pool first. Um, this reminds me, this this occurrence reminds me of a, a one of my favorite Brent and Travis college stories, which is we oh, were trying we to we we're trying to branch out and meet new people outside of the theater department. So we went to a party in the science and engineering building with all the science and engineering kids. They were all very nice. We knew nobody. We knew nobody there. We were moving around the room, introducing ourselves, making new friends. We were thirsty. We saw a 12-pack of Mountain Dew. We broke into it, got two Mountain Dews out. Oh, what a party, we said. And then, about 20, 30 minutes later, they announced that the auction would be starting to raise money for the science and engineering department. And the first item up for bid, a 12-pack of Mountain Dew. Now, in our defense, not a good auction item. No, you um, didn't. Please tell, me that, please tell me you just bought the whole thing to make up for your No, sins. we ran away. For two yeah. Mountain Dews, that is actually the most... A lot of people say the quintessential college story is like, yeah, I got so fucked up and barfed on a, you know... Horse. Barf, barfed on my dad, but like I stole two Mountain Dews and ruined a party because of it. It's actually more sort of my <laughs> kind of experience, so I'm I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Can I Can I do something real quick? I'm going to yeah. reach down here. I'm going to take off my shoe, and I'm going to put it right on the other foot. Oh, no, it doesn't fit good, because that's not how shoes work. But I want you all to envision 
mm-hmm. that you are in this club or perhaps the president or consigliere of this club and you are throwing this party and all the club members are there and you're having a great time. And then a person you don't know shows up dressed up as a druid uh, and starts uh, just sort of milling about. Uh, do you think you would have the 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 gumption, no. the gumbo to walk up to them and say, get out of here? Griffin, I don't know that I would have the gumption to do that if somebody walked into my house dressed like a druid. Let okay. alone a party I was throwing. Now, dru- druid costume, I feel like, the fact that you say very cool mask the works kind of paints a picture in my mind. If it was just druid costume, I feel like that is abstract enough that I would not. But I'm imagining sort of, we're dealing with a mask, we're dealing with a cool mask, and we're dealing with a robe. Almost definitely. I cannot imagine a druidic sort of garb without a robe involved. Person you don't know walks in with a robe and a mask. I cannot imagine asking them to leave the party without receiving some sort of... Halloween, you know, spooky, spooky fright of some sort. I do. Yeah, I do. By the way, my favorite part of this question is, uh, thank God I I hadn't eaten any of their food yet. Yeah, it's like the river sticks. Once you <laughs> once you enter five gamma gamma's spot and you taste of their apples, you are you actually now you're a pledge. I'm so uh, sorry. We're gonna, we're gonna need you to leave. This is a club only event, and you are going to need to reimburse us for those five peel and eat shrimp. I it is a horrid think about this for a second you see someone in a robe and they're wearing a very scary mask and then you go up to them and you're like hey sorry bud club members only I don't know if you've ever seen a horror movie but you're about to get stabbed yeah like that's you have definitely entered like a stabbable situation with that sort of pull. I don't know Definitely. how I don't know how usable this information is, but if this ever happens again to anyone listening, just slowly turn your head to face them, say nothing, or look cr- at them, or, cr- or sort of croak like a uh, yeah, and then just like walk past them as though you didn't register what they said, <laughs> and then about five <laughs> minutes after that you can leave, right? Can I, but like, I you you turn and ran away, and that is what anybody hosting this podcast now would have done definitely i feel you but did you consider maybe the other option of something else you could do which is you just turn into a bunch of bees or turn <laughs> them into a bunch of bees did you even think about turning them into bees or yourself into bees uh did you consider maybe uh i'd like to pursue membership now yeah i i'm in your club in the future hi I, i'm in I wanted to make a big impression on you so I could get in your club. Why was this why was this party advertised? Why did I you don't know understand. about it? Why did you know about it? Why would they why would they put up a flyer? It's like sweet party, costume a must, no outside. No druids. <laughs> no druids allowed. What if you had lifted your mask and your face was their face? I think that would be the best oh, response. Oh, that'd be good. Club members only. Yeah. Boom. Or what? You're just you, you're club members only. You open up your bunch of skeleton bones. Could you do that? Could you do that? Next, next time, the next time this happens to you, when you take your mask off, mm-hmm. it should be the person that tells you to leave, but thirty years older. Oh yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "I've come to warn you." Yeah, you and think- make it clear they've seen some shit. You know, like it's gone downhill since this party where they kicked you out. Like, right. don't kick me out. If you do, things will go very terribly for you. And then they're like, "Okay, cool. Have some Mountain Dew." 
And you say, all right, and you stay, you have a good time, and night you turn into a bunch of bees. I just really want that to happen. You do have to turn into bees, one way or the other. At some point, is it going to be, you can't, it's not a party unless someone turns into a bunch of bees. Yeah, that's what our grandma always said. As mortifying as this would have been, on some level, it had to be a relief. Because I could think of maybe three parties in my entire life. Where if someone had walked up to me and said, you have to leave now, I would kind of be like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Oh, oh, great. (laughs) Cool. Thank you so much. That's excellent. That's excellent news. Justin, I'm curious about the thing you said. Do you think, Justin, you've ever turned into bees at a party that you maybe even threw? Maybe you you threw a party and you're like, oh, boy, anxiety is a little high. Time for bees. And you turn into bees to get out of there? I've I've wished for that ability. I... I don't. I know I don't have that ability because I've tried so hard to turn mm-hmm. into bees so many different times, and it has never worked. Oh, don't it was don't abuse the power. Me, don't yeah, abuse no. the power. It's got to be in when, situations when it's right. Much. You'll know. I do like that Griffin. For you, turning into bees is synonymous with making a quiet exit. Well, hold on, because now there's. I tore my pants earlier. This sounds like <laughs> another challenge. I'm gonna sit here real hard. I'm gonna try to turn into bees. Travis, count me down. Okay. Three, two, one, bees. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I just turned into one big bee. (laughs) Well, no. That that always means it's time to go to the money zone. Or should we say the honey zone? I got honey honey dripping out of my stinger and everything like bees do, I think. Our first sponsor this week is Pollen. Mm, I love scooping it up and shitting it out into that good <laughs> stuff that people put in their tea. No, it's just Harry's. Harry's. Do you uh, guys know my about- favorite cereals? Honey Nut Cheerios and Honeycomb. Yeah. And yeah, a bunch Griff- of oats. No, right? fuck that shit. <laughs> okay. Harry's is all about a great shave at a great price. There's no bees in any do of this Do you stuff. have a Harry Thorax? Sure. We all do. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy for Harry's, and we want to shave your bee butt or whatever. Don't. Harry's was started by two giant bees that were fed up with buying overpriced razors, so they bought a German factory with over 100 yards of blade making experience to ensure the highest quality. And, and over 100,000 bees. <laughs> the smallest possible blades for the bees. Uh, they sell their blades online, and so they're able to cut the cost that's not italicized like it's a joke, but it probably should be. Yeah. They're able to cut the cost of the middleman. So you can get a free trial offer from Harry's today. It's a $13 value for free when you sign up. You just cover shipping. That free trial set is going to include a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision German engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover, seven discreet bees, non-living. To get your free trial set, go to harrys.com slash mybrother right now. That's harrys.com slash mybrother. Listen, I'll, can I tell you about, all, Yes. Can I tell you about ZipRecruiter? Okay. Do you have a joke past that? I plan on being the rest of a, a bee for the rest of the podcast, Trav. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's the joke. Is I've dedicated myself to being a bee for the rest of the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on, go on, go on, go on. I don't know how to, I don't know how to replace it. 
I already got full dog body surgery, and I don't know. I th- mm-hmm. I can't go. I have the punch card from Doctor Cool Body's surgery studio. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess I could go back in there and see if I could get a freebie. But anyway, ZipRecruiter, are you hiring? Do you know where you can post your job? Find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter. You can post your job over a hundred uh, of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work on the World Wide Web. I'm I don't I hate webs because I flew in one one time. Spider almost got me. Uh, and it, when you put it on the website, it actively notifies qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting, so you receive the best possible matches. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been uh, used by growing businesses of all sizes and, is, and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. We needed a new hive queen. Tell us where to put the, um, the royal jelly and stuff, and uh, we got this... She her name's uh, Amanda, and she does great work. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MyBrother. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash MyBrother one more time to try it free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MyBrother. I want to tell you about Inhumation. Inhumation is a comedy drama web comic about dead teenagers burning in hell. And by burning in hell, I mean working a fast food job and going on awkward dates. The artist also does illustration commissions. So go to ivstudios.net slash inhumation and check out the comic today. Mention this ad and you'll get 20% off an illustration commission. So ivstudios.net slash inhumation. You didn't do enough bee stuff. Bees. Okay. Griffin, do this one. Why do I do it? Because there's a part about honeymoon and I thought that that would be good. Okay, okay, okay. Shut shut up, shut up, shut up. I'll edit this one out later, Greg. Uh, who is this message for? It's for Caroline, and it's from Mike Tibbs and Sa- Sally, who says, "Happy birthday slash wedding day and or honeymoon to my favorite per- f- fuck." Hold on, happy birthday slash wedding days and or honeymoon. Mm, sounds delicious to my favorite. They don't eat the honey today. Let me try again. Happy okay. birthday slash wedding day and or honeymoon. I make honey to my favorite person in the world. Here's to years and years of us watching TV and movies, playing video games, cuddling with the fur babies. I'm assuming those bees. And whatever flavor adventures we find ourselves on. Best honey flavor. I love you. That's so <laughs> sweet like honey is. I need to s- <laughs> help. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. Uh, how about a Yahoo? Yeah. This is, uh, this is a good one from Jay Klausing. Thank you, Jay. It's Yahoo Answers user. Latanya asks, how to get slime off the ceiling? How to get slime off the ceiling? Additional details? Happy Halloween. That's for me. Very spooky. Okay. I want to say something. I'm a parent of a three-year-old. There's nothing funny about this question. <laughs> this question is not funny yeah. at all. It's very serious. Because there's slime. Here's a question. How do I get slime out of my fucking house? My daughter likes to make slime with 
glue and contact solution and fuck all all manner of ungodly things. There's there's a uh, you know lard and uh, glitter and little uh, the little foam beads that you put into things. It's a nightmare. Foam what? Like little you know like micro fill like micro beads that you would bees? put in a bean bag or something. A bee bag. <laughs> a bee bag. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Don't put me in a bag. She likes to she likes to make a lot of it, not play with it, and then put it in a bag where it could be my problem forever. I've started like reverse like reverse contraband trying to figure out ways that I can smuggle slime with other trashes that will not be detected. You just um, gotta eat nothing you just gotta f- eat yeah. a little bit just mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. Hide it behind Rita Hayworth, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the slimy, um, slimy Rita Hayworth poster you've got. <laughs> What's going on? You don't understand. There's a bunch of slime back there. Do not touch that poster, please. Please don't. This is for the good of everyone. I've been digging a hole to put the slime into. And Chris this morning, Charlie, come in here. What? It's just a poster. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, slime rip. deluge. Slime. <laughs> oh, Justin, is that the problem? Yeah. Did you say, I don't know? Did you say, I don't no. know, Justin? <laughs> that would get slime off the ceiling, right? Yeah. Can I ask you, you say, stand underneath it, say, I don't know, and it'll fall right on there. Yeah. Was Rosie O'Donnell anywhere? Just sort no of hi- hiding, but also secretly hosting the Kids' Choice Awards. No, she was not. Um, but boy, but I, can I just say, I think that uh, that you can't do that on television gag is really going to land with our demo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. How has um, that not had its own nostalgic resurgence? Like, I don't know. I feel like it should have hit, right? Let's I mean, the Hidden Temple hit. Where's where's my Pete and Pete like rebirth? I would watch a. You can't do that. Oh no, I'm thinking of what would you do? Shit, where's that? What would you do? Rebirth. That was what yeah. I'm looking for. Just people opening up lockers, and maybe there's a pie, and maybe there's a slime, but maybe there's rollerblades. Yeah. Okay. Now, is what would you do the one with John Quinones? Yes. Or is that the other? <laughs> That's the one where that- John Quinones puts people in awkward situations in real life to see how they respond to them, and if they do a good job, he lets them go to the prize lockers. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there's a gack in there, and sometimes there's a flome in there, but sometimes there's a, you know, tickets to Universal Studios Orlando, Florida, where they can go and catch a new episode of the Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. Or catch a predator. Or catch a predator. Was that Quinones? <laughs> no. Was or it? Did, uh, no, that was Shelby Woo. Did that? She hosted. <laughs> she hosted to uh, catch a predator? Yeah, the fictional okay, character. Horrible did. news. What would you do is, in fact, the name of the show with John Quinones. And the show with the the game show with Mark Summers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna change it. They have to change it. That show's been off the year for a long time, John. I don't care. I'm not changing it. Now, John Quinones, have you considered putting maybe even a little bit of gack in your situations, just to sort of serve as a narrative thread? This army vet lost his wallet and also his gack. <laughs> now, uh, in order for this to be fair use, it had to legally be a remake. So, for the last three minutes of the show, I'm not going to put any strangers in awkward situations. I'm just going to throw a pie at my dad. <laughs> That is how every episode of the Mark Summers What Would You Do ended. How did we get this fucking slime off the ceiling, though? And I put this one on here because maybe I thought it'd be a spooky Halloween one. I didn't know it would reverberate with Justin quite as much as it did. Yeah, um, it is scary to me. I will say that. I'm sp- I'm sitting here spooked. Why doesn't your daughter just have one slime? I don't understand the need for more slime. She more doesn't slime. want to play with it. Wants to make it. Oh, But, but then you're not allowed to throw it away? But then I can't throw it away. 
Because it's a so gift. So she makes it and keeps it, and then that's it. I, what I should try to get her to do is start selling it. Maybe I could put mm. her to work in that sort of like junior achievement sort of situation where she's just is like making the slime and then putting it in little containers and mm-hmm. selling it to buy food. What if you uh, started storing it in a very large lockbox and then on her 18th birthday, you wheeled it out and said, this is where your college money went. Yeah, to this, to this nice slime box. Yeah, this is, well, I mean, the, the money, I don't know what, but you're talking about contact solution and glue. That That ain't cheap. No. Contact solution isn't cheap. So, like, I don't know how many thousands of dollars a week you're spending on slime fixins, but it can't it can't be cheap. Are you okay, Justin? Uh how I are mean, you doing not, with your money? Are you poor are you poor now? It's it's not pricey. I mean it's Elmer's glue, it's contact solution. No, don't give out the don't give out the recipe here. Are you crazy? Uh why why not? If people, if I give out the recipe and there's a huge rush on it, maybe I won't be able to find the ingredients at the store. What if oh, everybody true. in our whole listening audience hears the recipe you give out, makes their own slime, slime gets big and strong, takes over the whole world and spreads mm-hmm. and consumes all of us, and then mm-hmm. it's on that one's on you, Juice. There are certain uh, ratios of the slime recipe that turn it into a fun slime for the whole family that does not stick to your furniture. And then there's other ratios where it's basically a furniture destruction kit where it's like, I just want to destroy this ottoman forever. And this oh. is the slime that I've made to do it. Juice, I got a great idea for you. What's you that? get Charlie, you say, all right, new slime recipe time. This one's going to be a lot of fun. And you say, all right, take this ground beef and you take these onions and some minced garlic and chili powder, salt, and some oregano and stewed tomatoes. And then, oh, you're going to love this. It makes it all sticky and fun. Some tomato sauce and some kidney beans. And we're putting them in this crock bottle, make the fun, most fun slime. But then <laughs> at the end of the day, you say, it's like, God, it's going to take eight hours and we're going to turn this to high because that's how the slime gets the best. And then at the end of the day, you just got chili, baby. Edible slime. Chili's Chili, just edible slime, Chili's my man. just edible slime. But, oh, what a good and delicious prank to pull. And then yeah. you don't have the slime problem anymore. And then all of a sudden, now, you know, she's on MasterChef Junior. But she can yeah, only make yeah, yeah. she but she can only make chili. Today, you're going to make my most, <laughs> my most delectable beef wellington. Charlie, let's see what you've got. <laughs> uh, it's chili again. Well, okay. <laughs> it's you, very good chili. It's good. It's good chili. And God... Gosh dang it, you're cute. Let's get <laughs> let's get rid of an ugly boy. <laughs> <laughs> but my crust now, my crust is so flaky. Yeah, I don't care. You're gone. But I'm also your... British. Now uh now Charlie here, this time I see you just sort of dollop chili into cupcake wrappers. You know that that's not a cupcake, right? I mean, that's chili. And what still. And, and my sweet Charlie, what do you call this? Slime. Okay. <laughs> Daddy slime. Daddy slime. Okay. I think that considering chili is one of the three foods I can eat, that's probably good. The jig's <laughs> going to be up pretty quick. <gasps> I had to look up an all recipes chili recipe to name all those ingredients, by the way. And now I'm just looking at pictures of chili and just having some sweet daydreams. Justin, you- read the next question. Oh, all right, Trav. No problem. I'm hungry for chili now. I need to get this show done, and we got a three-question minimum before we can wrap up. Okay. This next one's weird. <laughs> for as long as I can remember, my dad has been afraid of loose buttons, like the one you would sew onto a shirt. 
He refuses to be near them or interact with them in any way. However, he is completely fine with buttons that are attached to clothing. My mother also sews frequently, so there's a large amount of loose buttons around their house. Perfect. How, how can I help my dad overcome his fear of small plastic circles? And that's from disconcerted descendant in Decatur. The real Sam and Diane situation going on here. Oh, no, yeah. can't, can't you boys see? Can't you see the truth here? Look at the pieces. Put the pieces together. I had the, the clues mo- the whole time. I could have saved her. You, you had the clues the whole time, lol. The buttons. The mother likes to sew buttons, right? Hey, honey, will you sew this button on a shirt? I can't. I'm afraid of loose buttons. What? Yeah. Committed to that. That, like, the You're father has- saying com- the dad doesn't want to sew so badly that uh-huh. he says he's he afraid of- A fear of loose buttons. Like I say, yes. I'm afraid of the noise that the weed whacker makes. So right. I just won't go near it because so it scares me so, so bad. So like, honey, the button fell off my favorite Oxford. Can you sew it back on for me? Uh, I'll get around to it. But I'm freaking out. Yeah. Help. Please do it now. It's just sitting there mocking Look me. Look at it. <laughs> it's going to eat me or whatever. It looks like a very bad plate. A very small bad plate. What if it gets sucked up in the vacuum and breaks it? That's terrifying. It's kind of like how I'm afraid of distortions in the world's electromagnetic field because it throws off all my receptors. Shit. Um, throw away uh, all the buttons. Like, throw away all the buttons or put them in a special button box. If your dad says, here's I, a button. Your dad your dad worked so hard to, to, you know, send you to dentist school or seminary, the only two schools there are. And all the least you could do is when you hear him yelling and yelling and yelling, you go and you pick up the small button and you put him in the button box. This is not that. If this is your dad's thing, there's not. There are worse things. There are worse things. You do understand that when it says loose button, it's not like buttons on the loose, right? It's like even if they're in a container, it is still. But if he doesn't know, you just put him in a closet, or he doesn't know where they are. But here's fine. But here's the thing, right? I'm afraid of spiders. Right, yeah. and I've I've told my wife this many times, and if my wife was like, "No, I'm still gonna keep an old cookie tin full of spiders," somewhere that's the most in the house. buck wild thing you've ever fucking said, Travis. <laughs> but that's what's going on here. Your dad's like, "I'm scared of buttons," and mom's like, "Cool, cool, cool. Here's my big thing of buttons." Yeah, but th- she probably isn't mean about it like that. Now, I yeah. will say, you could be. You could have <laughs> essentially what I would consider to be a human no-no can. If your dad starts acting up or, you know, maybe he tells an embarrassing story at a wedding or a graduation party or a, you know, seminary graduation party, then you just get out the no-no can. And you don't even, I think at a certain point, you don't even have to shake it anymore. He sees it. He knows what's in there. Buttons. He knows what he did. He knows what he did. I, well, you I don't even need that. You just start tugging at a button on your shirt like, oh, feels a little loose. And then your dad like runs away. Yeah. I, you, your dad, I kind of have to side with Griffin here. Your dad has been through a lot raising you. And I guarantee as a child, you had fears and concerns that were far more rational than loose buttons. Yesterday, my daughter screamed, literally screamed for 15 minutes because I flushed a poop of hers before her mommy could see it. And um, that was 15 minutes of that because she really wanted mom to come in and see the... Mommy wasn't there at the moment, so it would have been sort of a museum piece for a little while. Uh, but still, I shouldn't have flushed it. So, like, you've done, like, you had worse things than loose buttons when you were a kid, and your dad didn't 
didn't, you know, try to throw them in your face. So don't throw loose buttons at in his bag. face, unless, um, unless, unless. <laughs> You can set up the best, most effective, and most cost-efficient haunted house <laughs> that has ever been devised. And it's, they just walk into the house, and there's no decorations or spooky lighting or a you know chainsaw man, but there's no chain on it because we're just having fun here. Uh, it's just you and your standby or laptop plugged into maybe 14 speakers arranged all in a circle around the room. The door will lock behind him. You're going to need mom's help with that one. Get your mom. Hey, kids, get your mom's help for this fun haunted house. <laughs> and you press play on Spotify, and it is the Pussycat Dolls featuring Snoop Dogg's buttons. And then you just reach into just a big box you have, and you just start letting those little guys fly. Can I tell you why I love this? One, it's a great idea. But two, I love the idea the of song a song Pussycat Dolls, but by, by yes. the, the buttons. I like the idea of a bespoke haunted house that is only meant for one per like. Derek, I heard you were afraid of, you know, the car from Knight Rider. And so, like, you walk in. I built you a whole haunted house that's just about the car from Knight Rider. I've put a lot of work, and it's only going to be effective for one person. Yeah, I have Mr. Feeney here, and he's going to do the thing. Mine would be, uh, so, Justin, welcome. The door locks behind me, and it is... The robot woman from Superman 3 standing yeah. in front of the old HBO logo yes, as it yes, flies yes. across the screen. That would be fair. Yeah, that would be But here's take the thing this, is, this doubles as fun Halloween fair and immersion therapy. Yeah. I came out of a regular haunted house and I haven't been cured of my fear of mummies and generally being murdered by supernatural or natural forces. But after this sort of buttons gauntlet, after this sort of pussycat dolls torture chamber that you're locking your dad inside for a little bit um i think this problem's gonna solve itself and then he's Griffin, gonna what buttons. is your greatest fear mine yeah i feel like justin and i talk about our fears a lot on this show yeah and so i think that we other than the intro didn't say anything funny for the first 10 minutes of the podcast and then we did a lot of b talk that i think maybe overstated its welcome as like us by a significant margin and i guess my biggest fear is all the tweets we're gonna get from people saying like man my bim bam is over or like mm-hmm. you know i was hope i was excited that it wasn't a, gonna be a, another live episode because i hate those for some reason but um it was there was just all the b stuff didn't really connect with me and um so you think the episode is going to generate a lot of buzz well that's going to do it for us here on my brother my brother and me we hope you've enjoyed yourself uh want to say uh a reminder to you that we are sort of we've got the the rest of the year like lined up ticket wise if you want to come see us live you have uh, basically two slim opportunities to do so. The first is at in Chicago on the 16th at the Chicago Theater, and the next is in Milwaukee, November 19th at the Riverside Theater. Uh, you can find links to both of those, com slash tours. Um, there is really hope- a third option. What's that? PodCon. Oh, that's right. PodCon, for sure. Yeah. Good so point, Trav. December 9th and 10th in Seattle. 
we're all, so we're going to be doing an NBA, NBA AM and also an Adventure Zone Q&A. Also, like, we'll be participating in a bunch of different things. Also, there is going to be Welcome to Night Vale, Last Name Basis, John and Hank Green, uh, let's see, Sawbones, uh, Still Buffering, uh, bunch of things. And you can find out the whole uh, lineup at podcon.com. Tickets are still available and... There is also an option, even if you aren't able to attend, where you will be able to hear everything later, like in a remote attendance thing. So go check that out at podcon.com, uh, and we hope to see you there. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. It's an extremely spooky album that gives me horrible nightmares. Well, no. It's uh, no, it's not. It's nice. I also want to thank Maximum Fun for having us. You can go to maximumfun.org/jumbotrons uh, because they are going to go on sale this week to get jumbotrons on the show. They're going to be selling them for the first six months of 2018. Uh, they're going on sale November 1st. That's this Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, and they, I promise you they will sell out. So if you want to get a message on the show or any of our podcasts uh, for the first half of 2018, make sure you lock down your spot uh, this Wednesday, November 11th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Maximumfun.org/jumbotron. Uh, oh, speak, I, speaking of uh, November first, uh, I at Joseph Beth Booksellers here in Cincinnati. I am going to be moderating uh, an event, a book reading and signing with the new Welcome to Night Vale book um, with Joseph and Jeffrey Crane, uh, Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner. Uh, the book is It huh. Devours. Uh, Justin did the last one, so I get See, to do this one. Last time he asked me to do that, and I guess I must not have. Well, now I live huh. in Cincinnati. But that's going to be Wednesday night at Joseph Beth Booksellers, I believe, seven o'clock. Uh, hope to see you there. Uh, I have one more little plug too. Uh, uh, it's the the Radiotopia uh, Pledge Drive is going on right now. Uh, Radiotopia FM. Um, that our dear friend Roman Mars has a, a a whole bunch of stone killers over there, uh, getting it done every day. And you should kick a few bucks their way if you like. Uh, some of the great shows they do. So radiotopia.fm. Uh, here's that final Yahoo is sent in by Kirsten. Thank you, Kirsten. It's Yahoo Answers user. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Nope, it's not going to load. Roman Mars asked this, and it's really him. This is really Roman Mars. So I'm going to do his voice. Where does the noise from the doorbell come from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McRoy. I'm Roman Mars, and this is going to be the worst episode 99% Invisible ever. I'm so sorry, we ran out of ideas. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey there, folks. I'm writer and performer Dave Holmes, and I host International Waters, where we pair a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture trivia battle royale. Comedians like Josie Long. I worry that it makes me seem like I'm 80 years old, but I hurt my knee, and it is just on the mend, and I can't tell you how delightful that feels. If I want to walk down some stairs, I just go for it now. (laughs) Michaela Watkins. We have a country where, like, Our leaders actually deny global warming. (laughs) So we are going to have more beachfront property 
than any <laughs> other nation. I mean, it's going to shrink our country in half, but it's okay. But that's just more yeah. beach. And many more. Join us every other week on International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.